Hello, and welcome to Dancing with Disease, a podcast for and about people who move and sway around life with chronic illness. My name is Jerry Ugalde, and I'm the host of this podcast. Today's episode number 14, is that crazy? Honestly, when I started this in January of this year, I think I probably thought I had a good two or three, maybe maximum five episodes in me, just with, you know, talking about medications or managing the system or my own story. And then I thought I would find some people to talk to. Well, number one call to action, folks. Please share this with somebody who feels their story hasn't been told. Unfortunately, autoimmune disease is only on the rise. Chronic illness is on the rise. People battle major health issues and concerns regularly. If you know anyone or you are that person and you feel that your story hasn't been told because it's different. All of our stories are different. We're unique in so many ways. And the way disease affects us changes because of all of the factors that make us unique. I read a lot of posts from Americans. And for example, one of their huge issues is finance. Because how the hell do you manage a chronic illness, something that is debilitating and affects your you know, every movement in your daily life? when you also have to worry about how you pay for that. That to me is mind boggling. And one of the many, many, many times that I'm just so thankful for what we have here in Canada. So please, if you know somebody whose story needs to be told, please share them with this podcast with them. Email directly at jerryugaldecoaching at gmail.com and I would love to speak to them. Speaking about speaking, the topic for today's episode is all about talk and the importance of sharing what's going on. But the key part of this is timing. When do you share it? So you would think I would do some research by now on the stages of grief because it wasn't until about maybe four or five years into life with chronic illness that I realized that I was grieving. And the the first stages are probably the, the shock and denial stage. I wasn't in denial that I had an illness. I was in denial that I was so affected by it because I always wanted to troop ahead and power ahead at the same time that I was very aware of the feelings that I was living with and through and was never trying to push those down. But as with everything in life, human beings are fantastic. The way we can take so many experiences that happen to us from a very early age and we can't understand them to all the stuff that we deal with you know, through our adolescence and then our young adult lives. And then for those of us who are moving into our, you know, our middle-aged years, add to that, you know, jobs and family and travel and dreams. And we can all just carry that in this weird little package inside of us and get on with our day. We can order a coffee, we can go out with friends, we can make plans, we can book a yoga class, you know, you can order paint and primer and all of these things. And we just carry this massive multitude of experiences and feelings and just package them somewhere into the back of our brain and heart and get on with our day. It's phenomenal. I've always had some kind of reins of control on me. Even in my teens, when I went through a very hard crisis, some part of me knew that that wasn't who I was and that wasn't my reality. And that was what was able to keep me from ever going through with any plans to end my life. So today's about talking about the hard stuff. When do you do that when you live with chronic illness? 
it's taken me until about now. And I'm on my 10 year diagnosiversary, as I call it, month. And only now am I able to sit with a professional and have very hard conversations about so many things. So how do you figure out the timing? Well, I'll share my story with you for timing just because it's all I have to go on. The first probably six or seven years was just about surviving, getting through, figuring out the symptoms and the patterns. There's a lot of patterns. And I've talked about this in a previous episode about tracking those patterns and seeing where the triggers are, how bad things can get. Are you on medications at the time when things are happening? Are you not? Where? Just watch the flow and see what's going on in your life. When you get to that perfect sort of homeostasis, and I think I've mentioned this as well, I don't use the word remission, but when you're at a point where you're stable enough in something, now it could be stable enough in things being bad, and I know it sounds kind of nuts, but maybe your baseline is chronic daily pain. Maybe your baseline is having to use a breathing machine morning, noon, and night. Maybe your baseline is you can you know, be alert and awake until about noon or 1 p.m. and then you crash. Whenever you figure out whatever that baseline is, that is when you can start to talk to somebody about how much this has affected you. My last episode is about online groups and they're fantastic. They're great for support. They're great for asking questions, clarifying things that come up at a, you know, at a particular appointment or something else you've read. But that kind of support is superficial. Even if you are going to talk about private things, nobody on there is there to deal with you 100% directly. And you'll notice in their answers, they're going to tell you, well, when this happened to me, I did this. You're like, yeah, but I need to talk about me. We all do. Regardless of disease, I honestly wish that every human being had access to a good therapist because we all carry so much changes and it morphs depending on the different experiences we have on a regular basis. It's not until we learn what the triggers are, what the patterns are, and more importantly, what the t- what tools we have and how we develop them to be able to handle, deal, accept, and move on. In therapy the other day, I went into a memory that I knew affected me. I've known my whole life. And if you ask me about my childhood and my parents, this one memory will come up because it's the only memory I have of them in my house. And it's not a good one. And I can talk about it and I can talk about what I felt and whatever, but it wasn't until my counselor pressed and pressed, was I able to really go into what I must have been feeling as a child at that time. And it was phenomenal and scary. And it was so hard to the point where at one point I said, I don't want to do this anymore. And honestly, folks, I am a deep feelings talker. I'm the kind of person that, you know, certain friends or acquaintances will avoid when they're having, you know, that need to connect because they're scared of their feelings. They avoid me because they're like, no, Jerry won't do small talk. And she's not going to talk about shopping. And she's not going to talk about, you know, the latest gadgets. She's going to ask you how you are doing. And when she asks you, she wants a real answer. Fine won't work for her. So I'm pretty sure that people avoid me because of my need to to really connect. 
Well, I was like terrified of connecting with that feeling. It was so intense. And then I left there, went to visit some friends and came home and took a two hour nap. So there's two things you need when you're ready to deal with how disease affects your life. It's time. Where do you carve out that time? I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe it's weekends. Maybe you have dependents. You're going to have to ask for help. You're going to have to ask a friend to say, can you stay with my kids, my dogs, my cat, my parent, because I've got to go to an appointment. And then I need three hours after to space out or sleep after that appointment because you need that space. But you also need enough time living with whatever it is you have to be able to say, okay, now I am stable enough to be able to handle this. Because if you think disease makes you tired, wow, processing your emotions is another level. And again, we all know this. I am not a newbie to talk therapy, but I've never done this version, which is EMDR. And you can look that up for yourselves and find out if that works for you. It does uncover traumas. So maybe you think you haven't been through trauma in your life. I'm not here to discuss that. I don't know what your life is like. What I do know is that there are things that happened in my life that I didn't see as traumas and that my hope is that by slowly uncovering these things and healing from them really well, will I continue to heal from how disease has affected my life. So if you need that kind of support, it's your job to go out and get it. That's the other part of the time thing. How do you fit that into all of your medical appointments? Again, once you are stable and steady enough, you will be able to start to seek that. A lot of us, when we were first diagnosed, we blame ourselves and we look for what made us sick. I strongly believe that my feelings are very tied to what made me sick. And that's a belief. It's my belief. I'm not here to tell you that that is what caused it because obviously there's a myriad of factors that nobody understands. There are people out there who are amazing at what they do. You just have to find them. And yes, unfortunately, sometimes you do need to kiss a lot of princes or frogs, sorry, before you find that prince. And it's the same thing with therapists. You need to have the conversation regularly before you find somebody that works for you. I'm on my second therapist or counselor, psychologist, psychiatrist. I know they're all different names, but I just say therapist. That is trying to deal directly with the effects of chronic illness on my life. But trust me, I've had conversations with at least five or six over the last five years for different areas of my life because I've talked to somebody, I'm like, you know what? The vibe isn't there. So that is part of the task and it's unfortunate, but it's a reality. We're human beings, we carry different energies and the last thing we need is to do is sit in front of a therapist that just, we're not vibing. So make yourself an appointment, set it up, go in, have the conversation, see if it works for you. I guarantee you, that as you move through the process, you're gonna to start to feel so much lighter and it's an amazing feeling. Part of me was convinced that I could sort of deal with and absorb and kind of manifest the positive vibes by doing all of the great law of attraction stuff and gratitude things and trust me, all of those things work and they keep you in the moment and they help fill you. But it really is like continuing to put paint over a crack in the wall at some point you need to deal with the crack in the wall so that is when you, you and again you will find that timing it took me five years 
of realizing, yeah, this really did affect my life. It sucks. Start to work with different people, take a break from that, really focus on, you know, the daily jobs of journaling and meditating and all those things that made me feel great to finally say, I'm ready to dig deeper. It takes time. You need to be patient with yourself and in the whole time, constantly just remind yourself that you have an extra layer of something really hard to deal with that not everyone does and you need to be kind and loving because it's so easy to blame yourself for not having figured out how to get over whatever it is you have. So there's not, you know, a perfect concoction of wheatgrass and apple cider vinegar for you. You need to deal with your feelings and you need to do your medical stuff. You are the expert of your life and you need to give yourself that authority and that trust in that you can figure it out, but we all need help. We all need help putting together the pieces because sometimes it's really hard to see what the whole puzzle looks like when it's finished, when you're too busy trying to grab all the pieces and put them on the table. So with that, I will leave you again with your homework to please share this with somebody who needs to share their story because I think the more that we share, the more normal it becomes. And I hate using the word normal, but I'm at the end of my episode today and I don't want to drag on too much. And that when you start to feel that this is something that's sadly becoming a reality, we will be able to talk about it more, have the support we need and not feel so isolated. At least that's how I'm feeling these days. I wish you continuous healing as always. Thanks for listening.